sit back in your seats, get something to eat, and watch this movie. Don't let the kids see it, because, well, let, let, we'll let you hear the, the um, beginning of Thank you. Hello and welcome to Left of the Projector. I am your host, Evan, back again with another film discussion from the left. I'm happy to announce that you can now sign up and be a paid subscriber to the show directly from Spotify. So you can just pop on there and support the show. Also, if you would be so kind as to smash that ratings button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this show, right now as always you can follow the show on tiktok and instagram at left of the projector pod enjoy the show all right we will get into the interview on fury road the new iteration of mad max with returning guest evan thank you for joining me evan oh okay hi um, yes, the the best iteration of Mad Max. Um, uh, amazingly, yeah. Yeah. When is part four the num the the best movie of a series? I I cannot think of one. Yeah, I mean, only when they only you can only make a good fourth movie is if it's like completely pretends that the other ones don't exist. Yeah, I mean, I just like let's let's talk about um, Max Rockatansky. Yeah. So this movie must have. I mean, I, I didn't look up how much it cost, but what's there's very few movies where you see where the entire movie is a basically a car chase of sorts. And this movie, well, let's start from the beginning. So the world is destroyed. There's no water. There's some oil. There's lots of killing. There's lots of death. And they have water wars. And Mad Max is just a loner who wants to uh, forget the carnage of his, of his past, uh, of his past. And I think the, the, right. the opening thing says it's one instinct and it's to survive because Right. It's a wasteland. So yeah, now that's this is survival is an ongoing theme for um, George Miller. Um, you know, even in, in movies like uh, Lorenzo's Oil, it, it is about the survival of the kid. Yeah. Um, and also, family is another theme for him. And you'll see that in this movie. But should we talk about the other Mad Max movies first? Because I mean, it is this is like it's a, it's a it is a this is a like it is part four in the same story of like these are this, this you know it's the same world and it's the same guy, right? Yes, I mean I think. So it's been a while since I've seen them, so I don't I don't feel like I can easily do more than like the original the original Mad Max movie like Justice, yeah. but I think that they keep his character very I don't want to say surface level because you know some about his past, but they definitely are alluding to things through imagery more so in this new one where they show right. flashes and they make him just have this you know haunted past right. Right. Yeah. And I don't think you have to have seen the first three to see this one. And I have seen the first three. And like, honestly, uh, the first one is like, like super duper boring. I just got some <laughs> fun stuff in it. But what's important about the first one is that the antagonist from this movie, who we'll get to, Morton Joe, Immortan Joe, uh, is also the antagonist in the first movie, playing a different character, Hugh Keys Byrne, um, and uh, which is really interesting. And the first movie is fun. The, the funny thing about the Mad Max character is that he's never—he's not like he, he's just—he's uh, just suffering a trauma. He doesn't actually do anything that mad. <laughs> I, no, know, no, not at all. I mean, and it's funny they call it like the idea is like Mad Max is like he's. I don't know. He's mad, but you know, it's not, yeah. he's just mad at the world. I think more than anything else. 
Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's like the, it's, the, it's the Australian mad, right? So, uh, like, right? So, or the or the British mad. Uh, but yeah, but it is much more like he is actually just angry Max, right? Uh, and and he is so. Uh, but yeah, there's that first. The first movie is like is almost like pre-apocalyptic. He's just like a cop. There is still a police force, and there's like towns and stuff, and there's grass and all this stuff. And it's actually kind of interesting with these movies that you, you see the like the destruction of the world as the movies go on, mm-hmm. and like what causes the apocalypse is kind of like up for grabs. Um, they, they basically say uh, it's in like the third movie uh, he, uh, he checks some, uses a Geiger counter on someone and the guy's like radioactive and this, and they talk about the bombs in the war. And it apparently was like a world war three with like a nuclear. Right. Holocaust. That's always and, like, I yeah. Right. But you can easily fit climate change onto this. In fact, <laughs> by my personal estimate, th- this is a very non like hyperbolic outcome of like what climate change would give us that this, yeah, this is like the climate fascist future is what we're looking at to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny when if you if you were to just watch this movie and have no knowledge of the previous versions, I feel like it's pretty clear that there's wars. They, they refer to like oil war and all these things. And so I feel like you're led to believe that because of the climate collapse, people or countries or actors resort to nuclear weapons and things like that. And then it just creates the absolute breakdown of everything. Right. I mean, I think that's the, that's the timeline, if you will. Yeah. And also, you know, of course uh, the, the, uh, the art exists, the interpretation exists in the, in the viewer. And I can just do the same thing I did with uh, avatar on our avatar podcast, (laughs) which you should listen to right now. If you're listening to this one, Uh, of course, finish this one first. Yeah. Finish this first and, and like, and subscribe or, or whatever you do on the the podcast apps, Uh, send money. Uh, But uh, yeah, uh, you, because a nuclear war uh, would necessarily create a climate disaster anyway. It so uh, they, they go they go hand in hand. Um, and yeah, so they start off talking about the oil wars, the water wars. And of course, what's really interesting is that companies buying up uh, water sources is a definitely a, a thing going on right now. Nestle. Yeah, shout out to Nestle. Like, the, the, what's the, I forget the CEO's name of Nestle. If it's the same guy as it was like ten years ago, but like uh, just a not not a not a nice person a, a mean person <laughs> yes don't don't please do not go buy toll house cookies after this episode thank you yeah or like probably water. 300 other products that are already in your refrigerator <laughs> yes. and pantry. yeah um, or, or at least a bottle right. of water stay stay away from the bottle of water if you can if you yeah, unless yeah. you well i shouldn't say that because in some cases it's a necessity for some buy yeah buy the uh the what's is it is buy the coca-cola one instead <laughs> aquafina uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, um, yeah, so there's a nuclear uh, war, and so like, okay, so we start off, and and uh, Max, uh, he's he you, he's in a famous Mad Max car that he's <laughs> yes. been using for the three other movies, and he uh, he eats a two headed lizard too, which is very uh, nice. But uh, not to go through every single scene, but uh, and then he gets taken into this uh um this the citadel, which is like this, which is like first of all, I mean, I just gotta say, like we even talked about how good this movie is. I think this movie is just like when this movie came out, just absolutely mind-blowing all-time great just everything about this movie is perfect and good and i, I cannot say how good it is enough it's just um, just mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing especially given the fact that well for one just like how it was made just the film just the cinematography is awesome and also you have to think about it i hate to say like oh in a movie like not that much happens i mean yes lots of stuff happen but it's like a very simple plot if you think about yeah. it but it's still awesome right i feel like right. that's what makes it so good it takes like a pretty, I don't want to say dull, although I said dull, a dull. Simple. Simple. Simple, 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 simple is a perfect simple, word. Simple. Yeah. 
and it turns it into an epically awesome movie. Yeah, and it's very. I'm a see. I'm a I'm a drooling moron, and I love this type of stuff. Like I like, but I like I like meaningful action. Like I hate the Transformers movies because it's just like robots punching each other to no end. But literally everything that happens in this movie has a meaning, has an effect, and like yeah, no one throws a punch without there being a consequence for it, right? Right. Um, yeah, and and to me that yeah, that's why I like the movie like Gravity all uh, uh, so much, which also which came out two years uh, before that, um, which is just a, a whole big action uh, sequence. Where Wait, Gravity came out before this movie. Yeah, I think Gravity came out in uh, 2013, if oh, okay. I okay. remember correctly. No, that's um, I'm just thinking like the the visuals in this movie is just amazing. I'm a big uh, uh, action nerd, um, and and uh, yeah, and I I love I don't even like cars that much, but I, I like them <laughs> Max out. But okay, so we'll start off in the Citadel. Uh, so Max is in this. He, he finds himself in this like giant mountain filled with water, and it's a, it's groundwater. They reveal later where uh, you have this um, you have this kind of cult of of uh, of the war boys who are they are they're all branded and they're they're covered in white with no shirts on half the time. Um, uh, I I don't know if the characters ever put on shirts or whatever. And you have a a whole um, you have a whole um, class of extremely poor people there, uh, like thirsty people. Not just poor, but they're just like emaciated. They have like no yeah. fat. They're just barely clinging to life. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and and like and they're like old too, right? They're like and like and and like you're right. Just very like just decrepit in any kind of way. Like like no whatever i mean it's kind of just like basically as as like meek and powerless as you can possibly imagine a group of people and then you have um you have our leader immortan or immorton i'm not exactly sure how to do it <laughs> in the american pronunciation joe who is uh played by the guy who i mentioned before um who's just like uh, uh him and it, the thing is everyone in this whole movie is like covered in sores and like uh, has like a, a or has a disabilities in a certain way, and it's actually kind of a very able, uh, uh, not ableist, a very um, like pro. I don't know what the term is. Is anti ableist, I guess, by by putting uh, people with disabilities in the forefront. But like, uh, but also like the bad guys just have sores all over them. Yeah, which is, uh, Furiosa very, has a missing yeah. hand, or I guess yeah, forearm. Yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah, like uh, below the elbow. Yeah. So uh, you have this guy, and uh, he's uh, he's got this uh, um, breathing apparatus, uh, and he's like they're helping him stand up and stuff, and he's he's like the most decrepit of them all, and uh, and he's wearing this like plastic armor with with military medals on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the, the other thing too, like I, I couldn't help but think of like when they put Darth Vader's like helmet on. Well, I guess it's yeah. a machine who does it. He he's strong but also like inter internally is weak right yeah isn't his his power and, is purely perceived right exactly just like maybe i don't know the real world um and uh <laughs> and he's got this in the breathing apparatus he has is like this this like bottom half of a skull that they put on him i think as a human it might not even be a human skull it's pretty badass yeah yeah it looks so good and like yeah and his eyes are all sunken and everything and like the first time you see him is him going up to the top of the mountain to talk to all the peasants and he you know he's out of the mountain come he pushes he sorry he pushes a, a butt he pushes a, a pump a lever and then out of the mountain comes water uh, and all the people can drink um uh and he, he lets them drink the water all the poor people let him drink water for like i don't know like 10 seconds right and then and he closes off the pump right and he says he says do not my friends become addicted to water it will take hold of you and you will resent its absence i, I literally wrote that same quote down because it's it's like you know you could look at it today as like some i don't i don't want to say like a billionaire like corporation owner but someone telling you not to become accustomed to something you can't 
obtain, you know? To a certain extent, it's it's similar to like, uh, you know, maybe if you didn't buy all those, you know, frappuccinos, you could afford to pay for your surgery. Or avocado <laughs> or toasts. Yeah, right, right. It's reminiscent of that. Also, I love it in this little speech, he talks about um, uh, how he salutes his his war boys who will ride uh, with him eternal on the highways of Valhalla. Like there's all this like a uh, religious imagery mixed in with like modern day car stuff, um, which I yeah, love. Yeah, it's like it's like turning the military into like a theocratic. I mean, it's not really a military because it's, you know, it's his own little. He's got the medals, though. Yeah, and they are. They are war boys. They are going to war. Yeah. And, but and, you're, and you're they, right. And, it's, it's not an actual military, right? And they, and they do so because it's like they're told that if they, you know, they literally, they're like also like literally suiciding themselves. Yeah. To, witness me. Right. They right. witness me spray some like, what, like tinfoil spray on their mouth or whatever it is. Right. And then they dive right. in. Yeah. But the thing, funny thing about the Valhalla stuff and all these guys being painted white, and I don't even know if um, Miller uh, did this on purpose, uh, is that it's it's all kind of like white supremacist stuff, right? Like white supremacists are super into Norse mythology <laughs> because those are the whitest people ever. And, and and so they love Vikings and, you know, like you can like Vikings and you can love Norse mythology. I mean, I love Skyrim, right? You can love that stuff without being white supremacist. Yeah. So loving that stuff doesn't make you white supremacist, but being a white supremacist definitely makes you love that stuff. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is the idea of like you're feasting in a hall, you know, you're in the afterlife and you, you know, if you do this great gesture, you'll be rewarded with something in the afterlife, right? And so yeah. they're willing to give their whole life. And they're also like have weird like ailments. Like the 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 other cool character, I know I sort of skipped the part Nux, of it, yeah. but but the actor oh, we'll um, Nux, who's Nicholas Holt, also great in this movie. He has like the they allude to it later how he has like you mentioned too, like all have sores. He has these bumps on their neck. And I assume it's like inbreeding, which is a whole other aspect of this movie. The whole like right. I guess that's really the key to the, the whole movie. Effort. But clearly, all of them are being inbred. Is that your take on the like the war boys? I wasn't so I wasn't sure if it was inbreeding itself or like uh, like radiation stuff, and it could be both. But it's just kind of like this sickness that takes that takes hold of like a society that organizes itself this way, right? Yeah, and like yeah, and to talk about the suicide to me, that's that's kind of like hey, give your life to capitalism, do whatever, whatever, whatever gets the rich people richer. That should be that should be what you do. Don't worry about yourself and the, the the rest of the people in the same class as you right and the crazy thing is too when nux before he like turns himself over to helping mad max and furiosa he has like a scene where he's in the like caravan of the you know, what do they call the is it the caravan is that what they call no the brigade well, I, I can't think whatever yeah. it's called he's like oh i gotta i you know joe looked at me like that that's right, like yes. the greatest thing <laughs> that's that can so happen great. to them is that's that so the great, leader yeah. looks at them it's like i picture in my head when i was watching this just because i was thinking it's like, oh, it's, you know, Elon Musk liked my tweet. You know, like, yes, yes. that's like the equivalent. <laughs> but yeah, no, the funny thing was, he was like, he looked at me. The other guy, uh, whose name is Slit, I believe, yeah. was like, uh, he was looking at the engine. He wasn't looking <laughs> at you, like, right? Like, or, or whatever else. <laughs> like, as opposed to being like, who cares? <laughs> he was just like, no, no, he wasn't doing that. No way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but that's a great little thing. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, so. So uh, to go to the plot, which we should a little bit, because this movie is, well, it's not that old, but, you know, so uh, you have, you have, so this whole movie is a bait and switch, right? Mm-hmm. This, the whole thing's a bait, it's called Mad Max, but this movie is not a, not about Max, like, Max is there for sure, but he is very much a, uh, like, a, a, um, God, what's the, the, the book that everyone likes? Um, 
that they did the movie of um, the Great Gatsby. <laughs> he's like the the Nick. He's like the unsp- the the, the non speaking like narrator. He just kind of or he like you see the story like through his eyes. But the real star of this movie is Charlize Theron. Yeah. She is the protagonist. But but do you as, but as, do you but do you see it having been like he didn't have this in mind, or do you think he did early on? Like he was getting away, and then he thought, okay, we could get back and take over. I don't think that came across his mind until he was free, right? Because I know I, I know I like cut off what you're talking about, but they're leaving. They're 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 going to get oil at the oil refiner, whatever it is, and they right. bring along to to set the stage for anyone who hasn't seen it. I guess I'm ruining it for you, but you should already have seen it by now. Is that they're taking along these women who are basically the wise of Joe and Shirley Theron is basically saying like fuck this whole thing. I'm taking yeah. these breeders away, like his wives. So. So I so it's my understanding. So that because the wives they leave the messages for for Joe to find, and he goes and he checks the chamber, and the wives are not there, right? Right. And they're like, "We are not things," um, and and uh, various uh, various other um, uh, lines there. So uh, so I'm pretty. So I think she has. This is her basically her big plan is to she's being put on this this mission. She was, she's got the wise with her, the, uh, the breeders. Um, and she's saying, we are going to go back to where I am from the green place. We're going to get the hell out of here because, uh, you know, they're, they're, you guys are tired of being, uh, essayed, uh, repeatedly by, by Joe. Um, yeah. And so, so she's like, the thing is like, once she leaves the lives with the wives, uh, she knows that, that, uh, her life is, is forfeit at that point because they're going to find out, right. They're, you can't get around that because the wives are gone. So, um, so I think so. I think she's planned this out like basically years in advance, right? Or like, and today's the day, right? Uh, and I've read a little bit about her backstory and stuff, and she also talks about how she's been with Joe for like twenty years, right? Um, and a little tidbit here is that uh, maybe she was like infertile, or that's what I yeah. assume too is that she couldn't have children, but he loved her anyway, some kind of thing. So yeah, so her thing is th- th- what they're going to do is they're going to take this this. Uh, 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 milk. Uh, they got a whole thing filled with mother's milk, right? They're going to take the milk, and they're they're also they're taking uh some other stuff too. I let me see if I wrote it, is, it there's down. There's also um, oil too, I believe, right? Like the yeah, there's oil in the in the pod. Yeah, uh, there's milk, and then there's like supplies, and they're taking it all to Gas Town because uh, you got you got the the Citadel, which is the water, a Gas Town, which is the gas, and the Bullet Farm, which is the bullets. And uh, and so she goes she goes about halfway to Gas Town, and then she pulls a, a hard right or maybe a left depending on which town you're in to to uh, to get the hell out of there and she's with all her her war, war boys and stuff um and then this begins a huge chase where the 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 citadel sends out all their cars after them and so and so does gas town and so does uh, the bullet farm right and the, the first half of the the chase is kind of is great and you know i don't want to get too much of the details and, and what all these things that happen but uh, um, uh, but, and, and Mad Max is in the front of the car, which is like the coolest thing. Max is involved, right? Max gets involved because Nux, who is our our the the war boy we follow, um, he's like kind of at the front. He's like one of the best war boys or whatever, and uh, he's like feeling tired and stuff. And Max is his his uh um his blood his bag. blood bag. <laughs> yes, yes. So weird. Uh, another weird thing that billionaires and like rich people do, which is like get blood from <laughs> from like like get infusions right that's that's for, i forget who did it, but that's definitely a thing that they do it's like like oh, yeah, uh, these, plasma these too, i think yeah yeah and so he's got Ma- so he's got max hooked to the, the uh, who's been captured by the Citadel. he's got max hooked to the front of his car and max is hooked up with a tube 
directly to his arm. Um, and he's at the front of the pack and they're chasing um, uh, Furiosa, uh, Imperator Furiosa, who is Charlize Theron's character. I don't think we mentioned that. And now you got, that's the movie. That's the, that's the, uh, that's, that is the, the, the main um, uh, thrust of the film is, is this chase. And it goes, it goes to one place and they turn around and they go back. As the, the, the movie creators say, the, the first half um, is a chase. The second half is a race. And of course, a mm-hmm. race and a chase are basically the same yeah. thing. But yeah. well, I guess they're running away yeah. and they're being, it's sort of like, well, I guess it's almost like who, I mean, I realize that Furiosa is still like in the front, if you will, of both. But it's sort of like in the beginning, they're chasing her to kill her because she's running away with something she wants. And then they're chasing right. him because... They want the wives back. And then the second time, they have to get back. Yeah. They want the wives back for the first half. The but they abandon their whole... Guy. Like, how stupid are they? They just abandon all their... Like, they took everyone with them. That was kind of dumb, right? Yeah, well, right. But like, yeah, I mean, it was for them. But here's the thing. Who's going to come, right? There's no they, threat. They can't go up the mountain because yeah. they need that little lift. And also, yeah, but also like, this is, this is just... This is an empty wasteland, right? Yeah. Like they know all everyone else who's living in the areas. The bullet, the bullet town people are there also, and the uh, and the uh, um, the gas town guys. And there they don't also. attack so, each other because yeah. they basically have just like a little triangle bartering bartering system. Just like all the the current billionaires. <laughs> well, so so well, speaking of speaking of billionaires too, is that we didn't mention in that like in the the citadel, aside from water, they're also growing like fancy grow houses and vegetables. And all this other shit for the fancy rich people. Oh yeah, yeah, they have green stuff there. Of course, there's there's the uh, the the milker women. <laughs> it's like Bill Gates or something like yeah. all farmland or something in the future. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. There's so many like little details in there. Also, like they have these giant turbines that are not being run on gas, are being literally turned by the war boys who are like Human stepping slaves. on the yeah yeah yeah. Um, and and the women, the milker women, who are hooked up to uh, machines to produce the mother's milk. Uh, and it's all it's all kind of like gross, disgusting, yet not too far flung compared to what we do these days um, uh, uh, stuff. But yeah, no, the, it's, it could be just like the real world. They have the resources to feed and 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 basically clothe and house everybody. But, the, you know, the, the elites want it all for themselves. Uh, and it's all, all to support one kind of, uh, you know, decrepit weirdo who you could call Elon if you wanted to. So, yeah. So anyways, they're, they're on this trace. And like, this is when in the movie, you're starting to realize at this point that like, why, why isn't it? Why, why is Tom Hardy? Why does he have no lines so far? And why are we really following Charlize Theron that closely? And like, like for a while when I was watching the movie, the first time in the theater, when I didn't know, I was like, I was like, well, this is weird. Like, this is, this is where, you know, I mean, I was enjoying it, but yeah. I was like, is Max going to have like some sort of big thing? And he, you know, he's, he's not, not part of the movie he's he's definitely the the secondary protagonist yeah but this is yeah but 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 it's one of those things where to sell mad max in quotation mark well not quotation that's the movie title he's mad max so he's in it but i think it's and we know there's a new movie coming out soon it's been delayed forever right um, which i next, believe next, next two years two years so I th- it's supposed to be next year yeah. yeah everything is delayed but i think you're right in that you it's that you said it was like a movie is like a bait and switch. It's almost like a bait and switch on your main character because Furiosa is the person you're rooting for yeah. after you meet her. Like at first you're just like, oh wait, Mad Max is captured. He's going to have a big escape and that's going to be that. But then... But he doesn't. He doesn't. Right? That was very interesting. And they, they also, they, uh, they there's a little scene when he gets captured where they're writing all his like his attributes on his back and tattooing it on there, which is like what capitalism does to people is it like turns you into like you know your value in as much as you can generate capital for um for employers etc but yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, you, Max gets captured after trying to escape, uh, and and he, he he doesn't get out, and all of a sudden he's just like he's just a, a, an object there to be, to be used by the system. And yeah, uh, it's not just a bait and switch for like calling the movie Mad Max, right? I guess it's the, the previous right Mad Max. But no, no, no. I think it is. A, I think it is the right turn. It's a double bait and switch because a bait and switch for that, but it's a bait and switch for what you expect from an action movie starring Tom Hardy, right? True. True. And like, so you're going in there and you're like, oh, okay, I mean, Tom Hardy wasn't huge at that time, but he's big enough. You're like, okay, it's, it's Tom Hardy time. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Mad Max time. Uh, and I guess there's another character in this played by Charlize there. Maybe she's the love interest. Maybe that's what she does. It. But yeah, but all of a sudden, oh no, oh no. Not only, not only is she the, the protagonist, but as you were talking about, at some, in like the first half, Max challenges her. And you're kind of rooting for her, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. You're like, why is he doing this? He's sort of like threatening the, you know, the women, the wives, but really, he just wants his his freedom, which is right, reasonable. Yeah. So Max is Max wants his freedom at, at like uh, he, what he doesn't want is to like deal with his past, and that's kind of what the movie is for him. And it's the same for her. It's uh she wants her freedom in a way, and freedom for uh. Um, the the women that she's uh, taking with her, and she doesn't want to uh, uh, deal with her past. But and so they kind of have a similar arc, right? And and but like she is once Max realizes that oh she's hauling these women who uh, uh, a couple of whom are if not all of them are pregnant and are also like characters unto themselves, which is done really well. And then and then he kind of uh, gets on board. So like you have this first chase, and then you have the fight uh, between them. You kind of see uh, what a badass Furiosa is, and then. Uh, but then Max kind of kidnaps him. Now, here's an interesting thing that I noticed at this point. Um, in the first half of the movie, it's the movie is basically being like, like all the men, all the men have some sort of implement or thing over their mouths, kind of like restricting their ability to speak uh, or whatever. Max is wearing this literal like piece of metal on his face. Uh, uh, for half the like thing. he's Hannibal Lecter uh, or something. Yeah, right. And yeah. And, and even Nux. For Nux, it's like even it's like the 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 spray the spray paints and stuff and uh and the and they're all all the men are kind of ugly they're all like obsessed with these powerful vehicles and like the only people that are actually kind of shown to be the most human like people are uh, Furiosa and the uh, I think uh, five uh, women that she has with her the the uh, the mothers especially like uh, um, the splendid Angerad. And, yeah. and uh, the capable and Zoe Kravitz who plays uh, the toast, toast the knowing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the guy who's like the torturer. I can't think of what his name is. Um, it's not the bullet farmer. One of the oh, the people eater, right? The, he's the like he's got eater, like yeah. the, he they like lift him into the chair because he's got like gout yeah, he's and all got kinds like, of yeah, he's got, right. So all he's the all the nose. men basically yeah. they rely on their like I we were saying before is you know the Joe is not actually strong. He's weak. But he relies on a power of like his children, his sons, as a way to be superior. Literally, he's higher than them in, you know, the Citadel. So it's like all of them have no power other than just they have more guns. Yeah, they they might as right. The war boys have the literal muscles. The the uh, the guys controlling them have that have the money and and the power. But what is money here? They have like the influence or like probably literally the fathers of, of many of these people. And yeah, but what, what they they all got something weird going on with them. Also, like all their lines are kind of weird. And the only people that really make sense uh, are like the women. And uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and so so this this movie is basically a a, a kind of like a big uh, uh, it's like a, a feminist treatise uh, to a certain extent. It's, and it's really challenging the notion that you that like of course the misogynistic notion that 
you can't have a blockbuster that's women centric. And, you know, we're, I, we have to mention this. Um, we are both two dudes <laughs> who identify <laughs> as dudes. Um, and I'm not, I'm not some sort of expert on feminism. I'm fully supportive of it, but like, I don't know all the stuff going into it and neither is George Miller. And, you know, you can, you can add the critique of like, and it's the same creek for like critique for someone like a um uh my avatar guy James Cameron um that well why isn't George Miller a woman why couldn't a woman have directed this and, I, and they're like sure sure but uh all that said I think it's a very successful feminist argument in this movie because it it you 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 center on these women and the movie still works and then later on you have women who are actually kind of action and strength focused characters and they work too. They're also all the keeper of the seeds and all those other, the like, yes, the the former green space group. Right. And they're, and they're super awesome at battle. Right. I mean, they, most of them end up do die, I think, but not without a like strong (laughs) fight. Yeah, no. And there's great stuff in there. And also, so I know, um, uh, what, uh, Miller did is he, uh, actually, um, let me see if I can, uh, find this in here. Um, yeah, he had Eve Ensler, who wrote the vagina monologues, come in and talk to all the the women in the movie um, about like what it's like to be a person who has been suffering that type of uh, continual trauma. Because she worked closely with like uh, victims in Africa and uh, some other place, um, and uh, like they they did a huge amount of research and like there was as like they let Charlize Theron like give ideas and stuff. And it was, they, they were really trying to like not fall in the same errors as other things, other movies where the movie is mostly Charlize Theron, not only saving herself, but also saving Max from things. Well, he saves um, him from himself in the sense that he's like, he can't do, he like always has like a, a like a, like a brain freeze because right, of the yeah. images of his past. And I think there's one point where he's like sleeping in the car and he's having one of his nightmares and she's like, are you okay? I know it's, you know, it's hard to instill like uh, that sense in an action movie where you're trying to have feelings, you know, it's, it's an action movie after all. But I think they make Charlene's, uh, Charlize Theron's character sympathetic, even though you really want to be sympathetic to her, right? Because the trauma that she's experienced being basically a slave, right? I mean, She's free and yeah. that they let her run things, but she's still a slave. I mean, in some sense. That, that's the thing. Like, so the feminism kind of almost makes you want to be like, what, what, what is Max even doing here? And the same with Nux. And you're kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe leave these guys behind. Now, Nux gets kind of like taken along with Max because um, they are, the, he, they, he's his blood bag. Uh, or he's, he's sorry, uh, Max is Nux's blood bag. But Nux is like trying to, still trying to pursue them. Um, and Nux eventually comes over to help them after humiliating himself in front of Morton Joe by like falling immediately once he is given a gun. Well, he also is like he seems to, like be falling in love with Capable, who is one of the one of the um, she like treats him as a person, which is probably the first time anyone has. Well, not only that, as soon as he gets in the tank uh, or in the uh, the tanker, the uh, the tanker, uh, the uh, uh, anchorad. The splendid anger ad, the pregnant uh, one, Rosie Huntington Whiteley, who does basically give up her life uh, for uh, for the cause, although she does fall because Max shot her because a man uh, did injure her leg. But uh, yeah, she as soon as they find him in the car, Charlize Theron's like, "Well, kill him," and she's like, "No, but don't don't kill. He's just a little kid, you know." 
Um, and like, I thought that was a really nice, like little touch here. They like, yeah, you have a, the, you have the splendid Angrad and, and capable, um, both kind of being like, you know, showing the humanity that like none of the men have in this movie. Right. No max. And maybe not, a little not, bit. Right. Would you say? Right. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little, of course. Well, like once he, once he sees like why they're doing what they're doing. Right. And he, and he's thinking like, oh yeah, my family, my daughter. Right. You know, this is like, yeah they're they're protecting mothers and they are daughters right and i like and it's very 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 conservative well he he go he 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 like the whole idea is like he didn't he couldn't save them he didn't go back and in this like he does i mean that's like the final act of the movie right he makes this conscious effort to say okay well i can it can't fix what i've done but i can fix this or help you fix right yeah and to a certain extent that's that's kind of his like that's his arc and like the all the sequels um but yeah he's like no i can't yeah so once they get past um joe in the first half and they block the pass and they're all the way at where they're past where the green place was they have this plan like okay we're gonna get on bikes and we're gonna go just drive across the desert to something we don't know what's gonna be there and Max, uh, you can come with us. And he's like, no. And then like he's like, okay, well, you can have a bike and you can go uh, do it, do what you need to do. And so Max makes his decision. Um, this, uh, this is like a, the end of the second act here, where he's like, okay, all right, fine. I'm gonna listen. You can't go across the waste. There's nothing there. It's all wasteland. The only place to go, you know where it is. It's where we came from. It's the Citadel, and we did get back there. And that's when the movie turns from like a chase at, uh, and Max kind of being an antagonist to the rest of them, and 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 becomes uh, the race to get to the Citadel before the War Boys get there. <laughs> I want to. I do want to. I don't. I don't want to skirt over. There. There's like one great scene there. When it, first of all, at some point, like halfway through the movie, everything goes from these like deep oranges to blues. Uh, uh, like hope, it becomes right? nighttime. Yeah, right. That, that's the, the, that's when the hope starts to get, uh, kick in. There is a, a very good action movie thing in there that is nothing to do with uh, leftism, uh, but it's just I just love how they did it. Where there, Max kills the bullet farmer guy in his car, uh, completely off screen in a distant explosion. You don't get any of the details of it. He just comes back like covered in blood with a with all the guns. He's like, oh, um, is, that, yeah. is that his? Is that your blood? He's like, no, it's not his blood. That's yeah, yeah right, right. Right, exactly. Yeah, and the fact that they like, and there's there's great stuff with the bullet farmer guy firing blindly and being like, "I am the scales of justice" and all that stuff. Um, after he's after he's blinded by Furiosa uh, shooting at him with the last bullet in a sniper rifle, resting the gun on Max's shoulder and like move. in the fir- <laughs> right and like the first scene, the first scene where they like kind of are really working together. Um, even though I don't know how well. Uh, Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy were working together at the time. Uh, I don't know how much you know about that, but uh, there's <laughs> they they uh, they did not like each other. But like, so it's weird in an action movie that you don't show the action, and for whatever reason, George oh, Miller like wanted to just like let this happen off screen. It's something that it's it's almost like something out of a movie like uh, Drive, or it yeah. made me think of like yeah. Well, so it, it also made me think. Of, oh, go ahead. Which what what else? I was just say like the Hurt Locker a little bit did a little bit of that, but uh, yeah, it's it's like, like more the, art movie. <laughs> it's like the illusion of violence that you don't have to show. It's almost like you don't want to see it, right? It's like we don't want to yeah. know what he did, but we know what the outcome is. As he's like walking out of the cloud of smoke yeah, behind right. him, right? It's a cool visual. I mean, I don't know if what the I you know I don't know what Miller was thinking when he did it, but 
it works well, really well. But just in, in terms of pacing, in terms of like what makes a movie good, like this is a movie where every single action scene is extremely planned out. George Miller's action scenes are like legendary. Even like in Babe Two uh, or Babe Pig in the City, there's like there's so many complex things going on, and, and like it's like a, a Rube Goldberg kind of stuff almost with like this, that, and other thing happening, and and A leads to B, B leads to C, and you just have one where he's just like, oh, let's just, there's just an explosion. You know, he went off with like, with uh, the gas or whatever. And there's a big explosion. You don't know what he did and stuff. And, and then it goes back to just the regular, uh, this very complex action, but like, it's, it just kind of shows the, the, the artistry going into this movie and just another, something that you don't see in transformers, for instance, if you want to compare it to another, um, uh, just, I always use transformers as a baseline as being like the dumbest possible. Yeah. Movie. Well, it's funny. There's a bunch of, there's a couple actors in this movie who are in, I think different transformers movies too. Oh really? But I digress. Yeah. I think, um, <laughs> I think the actress who played the splendid arc hard, was in Transformers um, fifty five. Uh, Who cares? You're right. She was in Dark of the Moon. You are you are absolutely right. Okay. And I, I haven't seen that movie to be just to make that clear. I saw the first one, but yes, anyway. I should see it again to see how good she was because I thought she was great in in this role. Yeah, I'm so but like okay. So in terms of like leftism though, and uh, you know they go back, they they kill the bad guy, they uh, they they take the Citadel again, uh, and all all with wonderful stuff and. Um, uh, in terms of like leftism though there is like you have it's kind of like avatar where like you have this kind of capitalistic background like you're you're reducing the world to i mean it's just really just an extreme but like a slightly heightened version of what capitalism is now and what we are looking forward to in the future where they're basically uh, all the institutions fall apart there are no rules the rich people control everything um and you know it's uh either do what they say or die uh and or, or maybe just die anyway um and then but really is it is it is this this case for feminism and uh and this case for like uh for empathy and for um and for caring about the the poorest people and the neediest people um and uh um and that literal things like water should be for everyone and stuff like that um uh, and uh and it is it's it's great and you know um was interesting uh because i i guess because it isn't like as overtly anti-imperialism because there is no imperialism it there's no there's no states left to conquer really right Right. it's it's more like warring tribes right yeah 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 it's just yeah because they're all they're all fighting over nothing but like so i feel like it was easier for like the conservatives to kind of ignore the feminism in the movie although there was a certain amount of backlash when it came out and there are i've seen definitely found plenty of conservatives being like this is just feminist garbage what you shouldn't watch this movie uh even though like it is it's one of those movies that's just objectively awesome and great and good. And like, you can't like, like, I mean, I have one critique of the movie and I've, I've told, I think I said this to you and that's uh, my, and I think George Miller is aware of this is that it's, it can be a challenge to understand what people are saying without subtitles and uh, to get out the, the, the lines, but yeah. Uh, and over the engine sounds or whatever, but that, but all that is like, this is a story that's almost like told completely in visuals. And so I think, I think the right was able to kind of ignore some of that stuff. They always I mean, do, right? <laughs> yeah. And of course the memes of that movie, the, the, the memes are like, are of the men, of course. Right. There, there's very few Furiosa uh, memes themselves. It's mostly, it's, it's, you know, Max doing like that space. Despite the fact uh, that without Furiosa, there is no victory. Right. I mean, her ability yeah. to navigate the vehicles and just, her knowledge of all of the two because Mad Max doesn't Max doesn't know Citadel. He doesn't know 
Yeah, he can right. drive a car and he has knowledge, but he can f- and he can fight. Yeah, right. But there isn't even there isn't that much like hand to hand combat. There's a couple scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, he's doing stuff on top of the truck. But yeah, for the most part, it's it's mostly driving. And the movie, as you said, is like is uh, as you told to me in private, uh, it was like ninety percent in a, in a car. Yeah, um, except for I the mean, first think, scene and then the last scene, really, right? Yeah, and like yeah, and I think like if you literally did the math on it, I think yeah, I think it's around that. Um, and uh, uh, and you know do, them doing car stuff, and also them them using practical effects. We want to go into how great a movie it is, but uh, uh, it, so it's interesting to me that like I mean this movie kind of fell away uh, in terms of like uh, the the public uh, uh, conscious uh, because uh, probably because it hasn't been sequelized enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are no superheroes in the movie. Um, Furiosa does uh, almost gives her life for she. I mean, she essentially is ready to give her life for the cause. And uh, at the very end, she is saved by Max by him sharing uh, his blood with her. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you can't there's no like action figures of this kind of thing. I mean, you, you can get like the war rig in Lego form, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like, uh, uh, and there was a video game which I played, and it's actually uh, I thought a pretty a pretty decent game, but uh, uh, which doesn't doesn't have to do with Furiosa, but does uh, the bad guy in the video game is Immortan Joe's uh, son, oh, whose really? name is yeah yeah is uh, uh, Scabrous Scrotus is <laughs> is the name of the guy, and uh, yeah, and you you don't play as Tom Hardy Mad Max, you kind of play as some made up video guy thing, but but um but there's yeah there's a lot of the same imagery in the in the game, but yeah uh, yeah but other than that like it kind of fell out of of like what the public thinks about. It's not like and I think it's because that is because of the feminism, unlike say like John Wick, where uh, I think John Wick was 2014. Well, there's what been three of them, right? So yeah, there's been three of them, but also even the first one, it's just oh it's 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 dudes being dudes where's the women she's dead don't even worry about her we just got a guy killing other guys yeah and for this one you don't even get like a um you don't even get the 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 benefit of subjugating the woman to having to be the 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 love giver here to be there to please max they like basically learn to tolerate one another and he learns to share blood with her and see her as a a human being and want to give up some of himself for her but there's no kissy kissy stuff not even between the the redhead and uh nux when there kind of is like a little spark of like of desire there i would say well like i think you said before i don't remember if it was during before we started recording is joe his entire he doesn't have very many lines i think you said he like talks you know his 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 acting is with facial expressions, which reminds yeah. me very much of like Western movies where that's how thing is. And so I think the same is goes with the scenes in the car with, um, you know, with the different characters. Is they yeah they have some lines, but everything is like visually. I saw this in the theater too, and it, it, it obviously any theater movie is better than on your TV. But you can like it's such a um, you need to see. I feel like you can't direct those. I, I don't know. I, I think about that kind of direction in an acting from a director. How do you direct? I mean, that's. I think I also said that I didn't think the acting was as good, but I think I've changed my mind. Is that it's actually is really good, right? Because yeah, um, they're they're portraying themselves in a way that's not just the lines. Right. Yeah. It's like so. It's, it's hard, definitely hard to act with just your eyes, and I think that a lot of this is a testament to like George Miller. And I think he's a. I think he's a fantastic director. I didn't see Three Thousand Years of Longing. Um, I probably see it at some point. I want to see all his movies. But yeah, uh, how do you acting? Acting is is tough, and you need like acting takes like a, a huge like most of acting takes place in the the stuff you say between the lines. I was watching a 
a TikTok about uh, a, a episode of Star Trek Next Generation. And they were pointing out how uh, Brent Spiner playing Data uh, did some like ad-libbing um, stuff with a tricorder during a scene oh, and it added just a, a little bit of like a little bit of, of uh, you know, I think he's the best actor in TNG, a little bit of spice to the show. But yeah, so like uh, I... There was an interview with uh, Tom Hardy um, and he was, or actually, sorry, it was an interview with a guy who was working with Tom Hardy. And he's like, well, during the fight scene between Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron, he was like, well, Tom McCarty was like, every time I told him what to do or where to look, he was like, well, why am I looking over there? Why does the character want to look in this direction? And like, he wanted a motivation for just, just where he's looking, pointing his, his pupils, um, you know? And, uh, and, and I think that comes across a little bit where like, you can really, like, you can see like, you can see the act on their face. Like even, even when like, like when Nux sacrifices himself to, to flip over the war rig, which of course they really did. Uh, I've been, I've been watching, I have the, 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 the Blu-ray here and I've been watching all these, uh, these extra scenes. They, of course, like all, everything's real in, in the movie, but when they flip, like when he's like saying like witness me at the end um, and like sacrificing his life, even though he's very ready to sacrifice his life many times in the movie, there's a different look on his face. Uh, and it just, you like, even though he's just looking into a camera, it really feels like he's looking at these other characters um, and he's really like thinking about like what he's doing. And I think that's very important. Well, in, in this case, it's at the end, it's not because he's doing it for his religion. Right. He's doing right. it for actually a feeling. Yeah. And per- perhaps is even, you know, uh, renounced the religion, right? Without yeah. ever being said, who knows? Um, he's talked about it a lot, but like, uh, uh, you know, of course they, they, they think, they think you know we die we're born again which uh, um I, I could probably tie into leftism uh, also and the kind of like the, this way kind of people throw their lives away for the hustle and stuff and, and never never really stop to think about um uh what they have but uh, yeah you're right he's doing it for a different reason at the end he's doing it for for others and not for glory so right so one thing i was thinking about in terms of the end of the movie you sort of get them lifting up and they they spray the this water and they actually give people yeah, like you know, literal sustenance. You know the, the what they need right. to survive, and you sort of think about how the movie would you know play out after this. Are they breaking down this? I don't want to say hierarchy, but this level of are they going to now share their resources? Do they have enough resources to share? Do you think in this? Do you think? So I feel like now we're going to go into like the area I don't know that much about, which is a uh, Marxist-Leninism versus anarcho-communism. Uh, 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 no, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I did actually think about this, and for it, the way they make it seem, what how they make it seem is like he has basically got a huge. There's a huge amount of groundwater there, and yeah. so they can probably just basically pump in perpetuity for for years on end. And yeah, now whether or not they like, obviously, what what would I want to do? I mean, what I, I, I personally, I, I personally would, would think that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I might turn to a democracy, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, right. I mean, I, I think that you, well, I mean, it's, I don't know what I would do in this kind of scenario, but I think that the most, a, a logical step would be to, you still have people who are making some decisions, but you now share the resources equally. It's not like Furiosa now gets more water because, she has knowledge that the other people have, yeah. but they have knowledge of they survived too, right? You think about it, they survived this barren wasteland. I mean, right. barely. I guess they're near death in some sense, but they've survived, so they have skills that presumably could be used for them to all thrive. Yeah. So, like, uh, well, so what I think George Miller would want, um, I think, 
what you would have is Furiosa basically um, goes in there, dismantles the people who want to hold on to the uh, the old regime. I don't know if that means through violence, probably not through violence at, at that part, probably just by physically removing them from levers of power. And then once the, the water is running, once everyone kind of knows what's going on and they have to work, they, you know, some people make decisions based on like, well, maybe we got to set up some ladders so we don't have to have everyone pressing on these pistons. And then she can just kind of fade off into not being a, a ruler. Now, in terms of like the real world, yeah, I think it's, I think the problem is, especially with climate change, the problem is if we may get off the movie for a second, when it comes to like climate change and like, if, if you were really, if, if we're really talking about the idea of anarcho-communism versus like a, a, a defended revolution with a, with a Marxist-Leninism, um, I think the big problem, especially in a world like Mad Max, is, is the threat of environmental collapse. And what the the big problem with and like i'm i'm also very personally um because uh i, I think I, I think probably online you'd call me a um a cia asset um or a fed um uh, hey hey I don't, what are you I'm doing on sure. here <laughs> i'm not sure how much i'm into the idea of like a, a like a violent revolution uh i think i'm much more into the idea of a of a peaceful revolution um, for various reasons, um, also because they've been shown to work before, but also I tend to think that it's better to have everyone on board and not being watching your back the entire time uh, afterwards forever. But with climate change, you need like you need people to like make decisions of how to like if you have an anarchism or whatever, or even in this world, you might have a situation where okay, well, this group of people wants to use. wants to use oil right and like you have to kind of get everyone on board at the same time to like well we have to stop using oil right or for this thing we have to feed everybody right and i think you kind of need at least some sort of like people making decisions of how to disseminate that now you can do that with democracy so that's what i would think that you do need to have some sort of people at the levers of power at least until everyone kind of gets it and everyone's kind of going through the motions then maybe you can break that down but but i think i mean i think your point of that being like post climate collapse or near climate collapse, you definitely have a different. Well, and this is like post climate collapse, like we're incomplete. Like remember the like when they go into like the, the there's storms that they can't con- that, that they just destroy you, right? So I mean, I think in this in this world, your goal is to just take the resources which clearly have lots of water. They have seeds because they're growing yeah. plants. They just do this on a scale that actually could defeat all the people. I mean, maybe everyone doesn't get you know plentiful salads and all these things, but you have enough to survive and you could probably build more structures. Like they're not letting the people do anything. If it's like the world is now in terms of the resource allocation, people do have enough for plentiful salads. Everybody does. Yeah. Well, that, more yes, than enough. Sure. Right, right, right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and well, yeah. Cause t- t- today versus then, I guess I'm thinking of it more just in the sense of this movie, they would. And also you have all the people who are like under Joe that know how things work. Right. So, is the question then also is do you let those people be part of this new version of the Citadel or do they have no part because they were literally going along with this all this time? What you don't want to do is create a new enemy, right? Create a, a people who are disgruntled and they want to come back and take their stuff back. You want them, you want to show them that this new way of organizing society is successful and good and can make them happy. And then once they're in it, they're like, maybe I actually don't need the stuff I used to have back. Maybe this is a better system. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think that's. I mean, I don't know. Like in going to now modern times of our current system, you know, if there was some kind of revolution, whatever you want to call it, 
manifesting as. I don't think that the capitalist wealthy people would, well, initially there would be heavy resistance. They're not going to give up their things willfully. So I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure. If, are you talking about like when I'm the war boys are not like the capitalist people? Yeah, no, like, no, no. I, yeah. I guess I guess now I'm like muddling modern versus the show. Yeah. Let's forget, forget, the movie. About, forget about modern. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if we're talking about the movie is concerned, basically everyone for the most part, except maybe his like kid, which I think then die, like the men who are kind of off in war, mostly yeah. all are killed in the in yeah, the thing. Most of right? them killed. So the only people that are really left are sort of like. The people that aren't physically able to have gone out, right? There's, you know, some of the people involved in the in the plan. I think yeah, like all of his them. Other will, son. I think, there is an error, right? Right. I think all of them will 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 willingly secede to whatever new structure that would exist. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. And going out to the real world, I think that would happen in the real world also. Especially, I mean, I think like honestly, like like kill them with kindness is kind of like. I mean, I, I think leftism works best when it's about. When it's about like uh, um, uh, kindness and, and fairness and, and equality and stuff, and I think that would is what would work in a post-apocalyptic world as well. And it, yes, it just so happens that the three uh, billionaires there, um, uh, Elon, uh, Mark, and uh, um, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, all die, right? And so you, you don't really have to worry about them like holding up the power. Typically, I often what you said about conservatives sort of not having a scapegoat is I've always found in my mind that conservatives have all of the sort of pieces in building blocks, aside from like the racism, misogyny. <laughs> Let's leave that on the side right. a little bit. But of they have an anger towards a thing. And in their mind, it's the liberal elite, you know, tech companies, when really they have it right. It is the, the elite, but yeah. it's not liberal elite. You know, it's just capitalists. And so yeah, they're, 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 yeah. it'd be easier to convince them in some sense obviously they have to stop you know wanting to you know unalive trans people and so on but right <laughs> Maybe, i know that's yes. a, i know that's a big if but i guess my point is that they are closer to having to under to like being on the side of if i have my needs met and i can just go to work and i'm not you know forced to do things i can live my life they'd probably be happier I, and i and i well i should add that it's i would say more likely to have this eureka moment than i think like some liberals might that, that's yeah, no, I, I, a, a lot of the problem with a lot of liberals is they're like, you know, they do the thing where it's like, a good thing, hurricanes hitting Florida, you guys voted for this. Like, it's like, well, they're people. First of all, first of all, they're people. Second of all, yeah, well, first of all, there are a lot of liberals living in Florida, right? And like, then second of all, like, they're, you know, the conservatives, they don't, you know, it's every, everyone's kind of indoctrinated. And you can see the war boys in the movie, they're, they're indoctrinated too, yeah. like, letting them literally sp- sp- spray spray paint whatever, whatever the hell the chrome stuff is just directly to their mouths that can't be good for you just ready to die like you know um uh cover whatever and like yeah that's not people aren't doing that because they've like been carefully doing research on <laughs> uh, you know like uh or they, they've been doing the type of research that conservatives are doing now you know they're yeah. they're they're doing their facebook memes and they're doing their their uh whatever uh uh um Libs of, of of TikTok uh, occupied uh, Democrats. Like that. Yeah, uh, oh, that's yeah. A, that's a liberal uh, sign. <laughs> yeah, memes, tr- memes I don't like. Truly, truly horrible. Yeah, but please RT and and sh- and like this post if you agree. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Yeah, just any account, any account that's like that's like please share this. Like, yeah, I know. I, I know. that's the that's what this whole <laughs> that's what this platform is. And I think maybe this is a good place to end, and then you can give me any final thoughts, but. 
So it's sort of like showing this is like our tra- this movie is sort of like our trajectory, like of the movies, like of the Mad Max series, right? You know, sort of problems, things are things are breaking down ever so slowly, and then there's just like the moment where everything just snaps. And so I think that's where I would say that that's why we can't run under the system anymore because Mad Max Fury Road is where we're going to be if if we do. Yeah, no, yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, not just like by the uh, um, uh, the capitalist system, but literally just like business as usual uh, or BAU as the uh, IPCC calls it um, will lead us to uh, a temperature rise that will literally turn the earth into what you're looking at in Mad Max. Now, not everywhere will be a, a desert, but the desertification is already that's par- part of the thing fueling it. Of course, that's also goes in hand hand with chopping down trees, but yeah. And not only that we'll be seeing because economies will be um, destroyed by the movement of people, by rising in sea levels, by, um, uh, by just in inhospitable areas, uh, economies will be destroyed. Borders will be closed. You'll see a rise of city States and the people running those city States are going to be the current people running the world now because they already have all the resources and they're going to continue to have those resources. Consolidate. And you're consolidate. See, right. Yeah. And you're going to see basically, uh, 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 a climate fascism, um, which is, uh, I believe, I believe the term. Um, and it's one of, there, there are basically four directions we can go in. And another one is, uh, is, is climate socialism, which eco-fascism, is what I, uh, I think uh, is the one you meant. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Eco-fascism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I want to go in eco-socialism. Um, and like, uh, uh, yeah, but like, unfortunately it's not just, it's not just fantasy. It is literally like w- just what will happen. There's there's really no way around it if we don't do something about uh, oil companies and the fossil fuel industry and uh, um, and we don't stop extracting now, and I don't think personally that that is possible without a large movement towards uh, much larger uh, uh, socialist programs in our governments or just socialism at large and hopefully some sort of uh, 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 communist. Um, uh, you know, world, I mean, basically communist in the sense of a stateless, moneyless class of society would be very nice. And also, uh, you know, and I think that's when you, once you have that, then you can, you don't need to keep extracting. You don't need to keep um, pumping uh, carbon into the atmosphere. Um, yeah. So, so Mad Max is, is a warning and also a, a, a kick-ass awesome uh, movie with a uh, room, room cars um <laughs> And uh, and a lot of cool skulls and guns and stuff. Yeah, I I agree with all that. And any any final thoughts? As we uh, maybe that was maybe that was a perfect party mess. Maybe I shouldn't ruin it. No, yeah, d- d- don't ruin it. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, just I just want this next movie to come out before uh, society falls into uh, <laughs> to the Mad Max world. But Evan, thank you for uh, for coming on to talk about uh, Mad Max Fury thank Road. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, mean, so, it was so good. It was so good you came back. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do it again. Uh, yeah, uh, but Avatar uh, yeah. two. We talk, yep. about that. talk about Avatar two. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it'll be. It'll be a seven part series. That's oh. right. Well, I guess. Well, I guess is what they have five movies planned. So five part series by twenty twenty nine. Assuming the, assuming Works the climate doesn't collapse by then. Well, all, all we'll have is podcasts. So that'll be that'll be fun. Right. It's just yeah. No, yeah. It won't be. Yeah. It won't be the the. Who, who, he who controls the podcast controls the world awesome well thanks uh, for joining me again and uh, we will catch you all next week 